Well, hey there, mamas, and welcome to this week's episode of the Memoirs from the Minivan podcast. Today, I'm talking to Miss Sarah Loxton, and Sarah and I got connected through our health journey, and she just has an incredible story, and I'm just so excited for you to meet her today and to hear her story. So let's get started. Well, hey, Sarah, thanks so much for joining me on the podcast today. I'm super excited to share your story and your wisdom um, with listeners today. So thanks so much for um, taking some time to hang out with me. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, So um, would love to just have you share with listeners um, just a little bit about um, who you are and kind of where you're from and your kiddos and stuff to get us started. Sure. Well, I live in Michigan. I'm actually kind of in the thumb of Michigan, um, originally more of like the Port Huron area, but grew up in the country. So I'm a country girl, and I have two daughters who are teenagers, which is fun. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, so. Awesome. And they just went back to school, right? You guys just, I know Michigan goes much later than we do here in Tennessee. Um, So they just started back this week, right? Yeah, they just started back, and it's been, we're just, we're all kind of walking this out one day at a time, just getting used to some virtual and in-class and um, you know, thankfully the area we're in, we haven't dealt with, you know, as, as high of numbers with, Good. with COVID and everything that's gone on. Um, but, um, there's definitely been a lot impacted from all of that. So, yeah, for sure. For sure. I told somebody a couple weeks ago that even though we're back into some routines that would have been our routines in March, it sort of feels like we're clumsily managing them because we've been out of those routines for so long. It feels a little like we're learning to walk again through some of the stuff that was really, really normal, um, six months ago. So yeah, I totally feel like that. So yeah. it's been, it's just been kind of like new waters of sorts. Almost doesn't feel, I felt like coming back to school this year didn't feel, it just didn't feel like we're going back to school. It's been, yeah. it's been a different kind of feeling. So totally. it, that was a great way of kind of putting it together. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I know that, you know, one of the biggest pieces about your story that I wanted to share with listeners um, is your life as a working mom and a working single mom. So kind of take us through just a little bit of, you know, your background and, um, you know, what got you um, to some of those points and just some of the things that have really defined, you know, that for you and things that would encourage that single working mamas who are listening. Yeah, I, you know, it's been a long journey, lots Mm -hmm. of different parts and pieces to the story. Um, Single mom life was never what I envisioned. I guess I'll start there. I never, I don't think you go into marriage thinking, you know, you're going to have that not work out, but yeah, um, was married for eight years and it just, it, it, it wasn't working and it wasn't very healthy at all on lots of different issues. And, um, so I, you know, needed to, needed to, to step out of that. And that was probably the hardest thing I ever did because I didn't believe in divorce. Yeah. Um, my parents, they, 
married 40 years. Um, so, you know, grew up in a home that was wholesome and had values and, sure. you know, um, sometimes you find yourself in places you did not expect. And so my white picket fence <laughs> dreams, as I kind of put, I was very idealistic back in the day, um, just kind of shattered. And mm. um, so when all of that happened, uh, my kids were very little and um, I had actually been working myself for a long, I mean, my whole marriage I was working and I was, I was definitely um, the main provider in many ways. Okay. And um, so I found myself just working myself to the bone and it, mm. it just continued after um, that as I was walking through single parenting because, um, you know, there's just, it takes a lot to make ends meet when you're on your own in, the, yeah. in that way. And so, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So your girls are now... Are they seventh grade and ninth grade? They are actually um, eighth grade and ninth grade. Eighth so I have a high schooler, which feels very weird. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't feel like that should be happening because, in many ways, I feel like I'm still like young. I'm still really young inside. Yeah. And, uh, I'm like, no, you're you're getting older. <laughs> so. <laughs> I know. I'm two years from forty, and I feel like I don't. I'm like, surely I don't look like the way that I thought 40 year olds looked when I was probably, you know, in high school, but I'm like, maybe I do. Like, I don't feel like I'm mature enough or responsible enough to be coming up on 40. So I always kind of laugh at myself over that. Um, Oh yeah. Well, as far as like that journey, um, you know, being a single mom, you're working a ton of hours and stuff. What were you doing at the time? Like professionally, what were you working at? Um, well, that's a, that's a fun story. I, I ended up, um, did a lot of things, did radio in my life, loved that. That was a lot of fun. Met some wonderful people through that. Um, lived out in Denver, Colorado area for a couple years actually as well, just like after I had been newly married um, sure. in my only and first marriage that I'd had. And um, so, you know, when I was going through single parenting and stuff, I started my own cleaning business, um, you know, during that season, just before all of that. And I thought it would give me, you know, freedom, you know, because I can make my own schedule, which it did. And I did a lot of cleaning. um, So that was kind of a a big chunk of my, my single parenting. I was very very entrepreneurial. So I guess I've always had that about me. Um, I just never had known that I could, could really be, um, that independent, you know, um, back when I was younger, you know, I, I never lived on my own until I was married. Like I was married and that was living on my own, but it was with a partner. So this was the first time in my life I ever really was, um, venturing being alone, alone. And, um, so, yeah, I, I, I didn't go away for college. I did get some college education, but it was locally and then it was online. Okay. And so I didn't have like dorm life and all of that. Yeah. But um, when I did my cleaning business and was um, taking care of my girls when they were little, you know, that was kind of a lot of a lot of working. I'm sure. I'm sure. As you kind of look back on that time, does it feel like distant memory does it feel like it was last week um and I guess you know kind of curious like what are some of your big like some of the biggest lessons that you learned from that time in your life 
Yeah, it it feels like it's a distant memory in some ways because it's been it's been quite it's been years since that season. Like it's been ten years I've been divorced actually this upcoming October. Okay. Um, so I've been walking out the this journey for a while now. But in many ways, um, you know, once you get talking, you can I can go right back to like that time. And yeah. some of it you don't want to remember. It's like the days blurred together. I, I definitely dealt with some depression. Um, really struggled with who am I now like after all of that and like where you know where I had kind of gotten to so I felt very lost in many ways and I think one of the things I wish I knew then that I do know now is that it's okay to need help Mm -hmm. I think that was a big struggle for me it's like how do you ask for help I don't even know what I need but I'm struggling having community around you can make a huge difference as much as you might want to push away or isolate during different seasons of life because we're dealing with a lot if you do that you might find yourself you know um, in a worse place than if you can can reach out for help and it might be outside of your family if you don't have a good family support system it might be you know a church group that you're connected to somehow um you know, work group, whoever it is, we need people in our life to, to be there to support us. Yeah, so. for sure. And I think that's, you know, an important thing that you said. Um, you might not know how to reach out for help. Sometimes it could just be, I think I need some help, but I don't really know what, you know, I remember, um, honestly, just this year in this season of COVID, um, I was just feeling really overwhelmed with unknowns with work. And I had kids at home out of daycare, out of school and a husband working from home and I needed help, but I had no idea what I needed help with. And so like someone suggested, well, maybe you could get like, uh, you know, a mom's helper or maybe you could get, and I'm like, I don't even know what I need help with. It was just so overwhelming. And I think, um, what you said about just community, I don't know that I so much needed help just managing the day, but I needed, I needed other moms to say, you're doing okay. I'm with you. I just needed affirmation. You know, I needed to know that I wasn't the only one really struggling, really, uh, not having fun with my kids at home all the time, which I think can sometimes feel a little guilty for a mom. Like, Oh, you get all this time. And I'm like, but I don't, I'm still working and stuff. And so I just needed affirmation, but sometimes it's hard to know what you need, you know, in those seasons. So, um, do you have any like suggestions or things that you did to kind of identify, like how do you identify what it is that you need or what's the best way to reach out or tap into your community? Yeah, I think you need to find safe people. That's, that's a big thing. People that you can trust that are, you know, really do care and have your best interest in mind. That's, that's one thing, you know, you can't trust everybody with everything all the time and and not that you can't trust, but you've got to kind of find um, those people you can really um, lean into. They're healthy and and maybe, maybe down the road, even a little more than you are with certain things um, and and be willing and open to take uh, feedback from them where they can speak into your life and also just encourage you because we are probably our own worst enemy where we, you know, we feel that, oh, I'm not doing this enough and that enough. And, you know, we don't have it all together all the time. Sure. And, and I don't even have it all together even today, you know. Um, but we're all kind of walking through life and that is life. And I think, um, you know, 
really realizing, like you said, finding, you know, talking, realizing you're not the only one that might be feeling certain ways and is struggling and it's okay. We're not perfect. That's, yeah. that's the real realness there is we're going to make mistakes. We're going to have bad days. We're going to have challenges. But if we have people to walk through and encourage us and, and help us in that, um, it makes a big difference. It really does. Yeah, for sure. Well, you talked about, you know, you went through season after divorce and really just working yourself to the bone and just having a lot going on was there like a turning point for you or something that happened because I know a lot about your story now um, you're very successful you've, you've done a lot of work in your health and all of these things and so was there like a turning point or did you meet someone or kind of um, share kind of like I guess a turning point's the best word for that. Like just what happened in that, you know, it changed uh, maybe the path of your life a little bit and brought you to where you are now. Yeah, I went through, you know, like I said, I, I dealt with depression and was struggling and kind of hit my own rock bottoms of sorts in that it was never, you know, I never had, never even did drugs or had any of those issues, but it was more just, um, you know, the mental health side of it and, and dealing with that. And I think when you don't take care of yourself when you don't have community and people around you, you can very easily slowly over time start slipping into a place where um, it's, it's going to be harder to get out of, I guess I would say, where you kind of lose yourself in that because um, if you know you're struggling a little bit, you know, right then you need to say, you know, maybe I need some outside help. Maybe I need to get counseling. Maybe yeah. I need to deal with this and slow down a little bit so that I don't hit that wall. And um, I did do a lot of counseling. Um, I think I remember having a moment where I realized, like, nothing's going to fix where this, where I'm at right now. Nothing's going to change where I'm at but me. Like, mm. like medicate you know you can have medication you can have therapy you can have friends and stuff but really it comes down to you have to like believe in yourself and know um and sometimes people will believe in you before you do even but that you will get through whatever it is you're in and it doesn't have to define the rest of your life or who you are or anything like that and if that if there's anything i could say to somebody is don't believe that that is where um, you have to stay or mm. that you are what you're going through because it's not true you know um, that would be the biggest thing I, I struggled a lot through that and so my turning point was really a day I, I don't even remember all the details but I remember just thinking like this is going to be me like walking through this not anything else that's going to really um, get me through and, and obviously I have faith so that was a big role of it was sure. um, starting to see myself differently through the eyes of my creator and just um, realizing the grace and that, you know, failures happen, disappointments happen, um, and that it's okay. It's okay. And I don't think I felt like that for, you know, many years. I felt like I had to be a certain way to be accepted mm. and to be loved. And I had to kind of perform and I had to, you know, um, you know, bring something to the table that, that was, yeah, I was a pleaser. I wanted to do everything right. Yeah. And when you, when you make mistakes or things don't go the way you think they're supposed to go, it's humbling. And it's, it's, you know, that's when you really find out, um, that's when the real relationship I feel comes when it, when it comes to faith and, you know, my relationship with God. Yeah. So. No, I think that's so good because really we are the only people who can just decide I am not going to live like this or I'm going to make changes. Changes. Um, and although there may be people who come alongside and encourage us or, you know, believe in us, it does take that individual.
individual, like, personal decision to say, I'm going to, you know, take control of my life and I'm, I'm not going to to live like this or be stay in this place where I am this low point is not who I am and it's not going to define me it's just a path you know that I happen to be really just passing through so I I love Mm -hmm. that I love that um well I know you know we got connected through um kind of our joint health journeys and um my husband's brother and sister-in-law were you in their youth group is that how that connection is there I'm thinking yeah I remember they were I think they were newer married you know young married couple kind of and um you know when you're younger like you were saying now we're like at that age yep. where younger people are probably <laughs> thinking we're old <laughs> and and the older people are like yeah they're the older people you know yeah um, but I was a youth and kind of um met them through that season of life um lots of fun trips back then you know youth group different stuff that made a big impact in my life and um then many years didn't you know um stay connected sometimes we lose touch with people so um kind of went full circle and ended up um sending a friend request because you know how fun social media can be you get reconnected with people and um it can be a positive tool and so i had sent out a friend request and we reconnected um over a year ago i think it was and that was kind of the beginning of um a whole nother chapter yeah for sure for sure it's so funny i always say you know there's moments and especially young in life like youth or high school or even college you know you lose touch with people and uh, or maybe and I'm saying this is true in your story but I know for me there's even people that maybe I didn't even get along with in that chapter of life um or we weren't really even friends and then years later we will like connect through social media um and it's like we've both done so much growing we're just in completely different places and it is like what you said it's fun to reconnect because there'll also be things where you're just like, man, we were really immature about that, weren't we? Um, and so, I don't know, too, plus once becoming a mom, like you just have a whole new set of lenses uh, to see everything through. And so it is it is fun to reconnect. Um, so Yeah, I think if you're open to, like when you're, you know, connecting with people maybe that you haven't seen in a long time, if you're open to the fact that um, life changes and people do change yep. and seasons change, like when you, when you have a closed mindset and not really, a, you know, you're, and you think things are just the way they always are, you're just kind of limiting your life because um, everybody has so much to offer. And in the world, I'm realizing like the longer you're alive, the more you realize um you know, we put those limitations on others and yeah. ourselves. And yeah. if you're kind of open to pushing that aside, you'll meet some of the people that will be the greatest friends that you never would have thought, you know, yeah. you'll, you'll learn so much. So. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, well, I want to talk about uh, your health journey because I know that that's been a big part of this change in your life. And of course, how we got connected and everything. So can you kind of tell us just where you were in health and, um, you know, why you decided to make a change and what that has looked like for you? Yeah, I, I, I went through that tough season in single parenting and life and kids. I actually was always like, physically, I was smaller when I was younger and didn't struggle with weight or health necessarily, even though I don't think, um, you know, little Debbie snack cakes we grew up on in the eighties was like, (laughs) it was like the thing. I don't think that was exactly healthy back then, but you know, that was what we, we only knew. And I, um, 
So I ended up, I was about 200 pounds. I'm five foot one. And I was like, this, I had never been to that place in my health as far as weight. And it just, it just like when I saw that number on the scale, it wasn't even about the number. It was just like, where am I going? Like, what is going on? Like, how, how am I getting to this place even? Because um, I think life had just gotten in eating habits, very mismanaged from the stress and working and you, you, you don't eat for a while. And then you, you know, it's like later in the day and you're like, Oh, I've been busy all day. I need to eat, you know, yep. just a lot of unhealthy habits had developed. And when you're younger, sometimes you can, you know, your body can keep up with that in some ways, but as you get older, we got to be intentional and, um, and you don't have to stay stuck in those places either, no matter what your age is. And, I was, you know, pre-diabetic, diabetes runs in my family. I have a big heart to help people with that because mm-hmm. it, it affects your mood, it affects your emotional state sometimes. It's, you know, um, it's a big issue and we have in our culture is diabetes. And so yeah. when, when I was told that, that was like, okay, I, I need to do something because I've seen the road that takes you and I don't want that for myself or my sure. kids. And, you know, my life could be shorter from that. And it's just a lot of... Um, you know, staying sick is a lot of upkeep, really, mm-hmm. in, in some ways. Yeah. So um, I ended up losing 70, almost 70 pounds. And um, I started my journey, reached out to a friend. And like we were kind of talking, I reconnected with her. I hadn't talked to her in a long time and, um, you know, asked what she was doing because she has had found some success in her health. And um, I knew it, it was different because she was someone who tried all the things, you know, and I thought, well, this is different. So I want to, I want to see what she's got going on. And at the time I, you know, um, couldn't get started right away. I just wasn't ready, but, um, did end up and end up starting. And my mom, four and a half months after I was losing weight, starting to feel better. The neat thing was my mom got to see me kind of come back to my life in a different way, you know, very she passed passed away unexpectedly, um, Mm. two years ago. And that rocked my world world but what I realized was you know I had two I had a choice to make Um, I lost about 45 pounds at that point and I was feeling better Um, and that it felt like a blur grief is a whole nother thing to talk about but um, I remember the month after the funeral and everything um, I had started helping a couple people in their health you know it was like you know either I continue on this or I'm just and throw it away kind of an all or nothing mindset yeah you know, like I can't it's just like I'm either gonna commit to it and I'm in it for the long haul or you know throw it out the window and I just remember feeling like thinking you know I've come this far like what's it gonna do to, to throw that away and like just mm-hmm. then what you know where am I gonna go from here you know so I stayed committed to myself to my health to helping others and um, continued to lose weight you know, a few months after that, I just, I didn't focus on certain goals right in that immediate season. Um, everybody's different. You know, some people can, I, I couldn't, um, but I maintained where I'd gotten to and just continued to do as healthy of choices and habits as I could. And then the following, you know, January after that July and August, um, I really um, shifted, something shifted my coaching practice had been growing and um, I was so fortunate because um, and it was so simple I didn't realize how simple it could be I was able to come home for the first time as a single mom and work Mm -hmm. from home which 
you know, COVID, everybody might not want to work from home. But for me in that season, it was a huge blessing because I had so many different jobs. Yeah. And, um, you know, a full-time job and then a part-time job and then maybe once in a while, a, you know, a side thing I do to just have extra resources. Sure. So this really simplified, that simplified my life in a big way mm. and made a big, big difference. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've had, I don't know, two or three girlfriends probably within the last year or two and then we also lost Jeff's mom um, back in October and you talk about grief and I think you know as as I am also working on my health and just really looking at navigating difficult seasons um, your health is one of the things that you really can fall back on and like you said like am I going to move forward and keep going or am I just going to throw it all away and um, I feel like in seasons of grief and I I haven't lost a parent um, I've lost grandparents but the biggest season of grief for me that I went through was after my first daughter was born I almost died and I shared that birth story um, on the podcast several weeks ago but um like you said, grief is just so, so difficult and having healthy habits that you know you can fall back on that simply help you navigate the day better, um, that identify triggers for you, things that make you want to turn to things that you have the knowledge are not going to be helpful, but they just feel good in the moment. Um, you know, did those habits that you had been working on, how did that impact, you know, your journey through that grief process and losing your mom? Yeah, I wasn't in a place to be able to think very hard about everything, you know, and so um, I was, you know, focused on a simple plan of nutrition and health and it it took the thinking out and I was kind of an autopilot helping my dad deal with, Mm. you know, certain things after losing his wife of 40 years and um, just kind of navigating that season. So it's you know it, it gives you a sense of um, peace when you feel like there's something in control of your life that yeah. everything else is feeling out of control and um, yes. that was another thing it centered me in many ways like I can take care of this piece like yep. I can you know I can fuel my body and, and give myself what I need because otherwise I'm gonna be no good and I knew that from my previous seasons of life sure so I had kind of learned from the past like I I could have very easily, if I didn't have the tools I had at the time, ended up depressed, and um, I didn't. You know, I, I dealt with emotions. I still deal with stuff. It doesn't go away, you know. Yep. There's no end to grief, really, but I have new tools in the tool belt to um, to help me. And when I, you know, you know, when you have that in place, it, it makes everything else a lot easier. Um, yeah. Because uh, left to my own devices, it, it would have been a real, it would have been messy. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Sure. So I think that that helped a lot. And with grief, you know, um, I, I think, you know, with life too, we're here for a season. You know, I don't want to feel as miserable. You know, I don't want to feel completely miserable while I'm walking around in this body I've got. And I knew what it felt like to feel better at that point too a little bit. And um, that made a big difference too because I knew I, I want to feel good. I don't want to feel like it completely exhausted and struggling and you know feeling like I'm always going under the water and coming up just for a breath you know 
so it, it did motivate me forward, I think. Um, nobody necessarily saved me, you know. Um, I kind of had to, you have to make your own choices. You, It's not that you're saving yourself. People are there to support and encourage you, but I had to stand on my feet. You know, I had to say, nope, each day I'm going to walk this out one day at a time. And um, so it's it's made all the difference for sure. Yeah. Um, so... What would you say to someone who maybe has recently lost a parent and really is just in the trenches um, of that grief process? What would you say to them? I would say be kind to yourself, you know, um, cry, let yourself cry, let yourself be. Don't feel like you have to do anything you don't want to do. I mean, that's another thing. it really is a very, um, I'll probably get emotional talking about it. It's a very difficult thing to walk through. If initially, the blow of it, especially if it, even if it's unexpected, if it's unexpected like I dealt with, or even if it's kind of, you know, what's coming, it's, it's still the same in, in many ways because um, it's a loss. And um, you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. And, you know, you need to take care of yourself because, um, you know, in, in several, in months down the road, like from where you're at, six months, you know, a year, you'll be glad that you didn't let yourself go completely. Um, you'll, you'll at least be in a place where, you know, you can show up the way you want to and, and be the person you want to be for those that are around you. Uh, my mom would have been really proud of me. I know that. And even if you had a rough relationship with the person that maybe you're losing or the parent, um, you know, there. There's nothing like losing your parent, your your mother, your father. Um, they're, they're the people that bring you into the world. So um, there's a lot of processing after that because mm-hmm. of you know wherever the relationships might be at too. Sure. So be kind to yourself. You know, cry, talk to people, don't isolate. You know, don't do that because it's it's not going to help you in the long run. Um, but um, definitely do what you can do to take care of yourself. Yeah. No, I love that. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Um, well, I want to talk about, um, you know, your role as a mom. Uh, we've talked about health and um, kind of how you got here. But um, I have some listeners that have, you know, teen girls. And that's got to be interesting to navigate. I have a seven-year-old and um, I'm going to be honest and say, I don't think I'm looking forward to the teenage years. I think, you know, you think that like dealing with breastfeeding and sippy cups and diaper changes is hard, but from what I hear from my, (laughs) uh, you know, peers ahead of me um, that, you know, having teenagers um, is is fun because you can just do a lot more things and there's a lot more conversations, but um, is also just a, a whole new set of challenges so um what kinds of things are you learning from being a mom of teen girls right now well you just uh (laughs) (laughs) let me see here um one of the things you know I have awesome awesome girls I I do have to say that they are probably two of the most incredible people in the world (laughs) at least to me you know but you really um you know you gotta work with them you know meet them where they're at in many ways um i i would love to say i can run a tight tight ship um it's you know it's just not always the case and (laughs) you know we having communication is key like helping each other know what you're expecting in certain things because 
um, that makes a big, big difference. Kids, they got a lot to deal with today. Yeah. They really do. Teenagers have so much to deal with. And I would rather, instead of harping and, and, and reacting to certain things, I would rather, like, learn to communicate what, what we're expecting, kind of, and then, you know, reassess each week. How's this week been for us? Like, how do we do with certain things we're expecting, mm. you know, chores, <laughs> things around the house, like being a single parent. I don't want to do everything myself. I yeah. just don't. I don't want to do all the dishes. I don't want to do everything. Can I and have I at certain times? I feel like I, I've taken on more and just been the doer. Let them help. Let them do things, too, because it'll teach them to be responsible. But the thing is, it's not going to be exactly like you always want it. Yeah. <laughs> so, you have to let go of your your expectations of perfection or exactly a certain way and just you know the fact that they're they're willing to be a team player and work together in the house i think is a big deal For um sure. you know it can shut them down when we're too uh too harpish with them you know i don't know how yeah. to say that like too too on the case about certain stuff yeah. so you know be clear about the expectations and communicate um i think the other thing is take time to just sit with them because um you don't have to have a you know you don't have to have a list of questions to ask them but i think if you spend time with your teenagers and they'll start to open up and make the relationship intentional because we're usually passing ships through the night in many ways we're busy um but you've got to be intentional with with having time so they can start to open up and share and um and not always responding to that right away letting it sit and mm -hmm. and then you know uh, it's easy to want to like tell them what to do you know but yeah. people don't like that yeah. Nobody does really. Yeah, no, I think that that's really good advice. I interviewed someone um, on the podcast several weeks ago, and she said um, this. She shared this quote that basically just said, "Make sure that you always have time to listen to the uh, important things when your kids are really little, because if you want to have the important conversations with them later, you need to understand that the." conversations have always been important to them, right? So these have always mm -hmm. been the big things. Um, and so I've, I've really taken that to heart, even when we're just talking about, you know, something simple or uh, my daughter's a big pretender and imagination. And so she has a husband and she has kids and he lives in Chicago. I'm not really sure how that long distance relationship works, but um, she, she goes with it. And so we just play along, you know, and let her have this story time and create this whole life. And she talks about the things that they're talking Talking about and dealing with and whatever and they're always having babies everybody's always her aunts her sisters her you know her husband's mother you know it's just kind of crazy but I always try and keep that perspective that these these are the important conversations to her <laughs> right yeah. now so. she's got a big imagination and I'd foster that I yeah. was as a little little I had you know the imaginary friends when I was smaller and you know and and I had my stories I love to tell stories yep. and um write write paper you know make up something in that way play uh, dress up and pretend kids need to have that creative side to just have as an outlet to ex you know express themselves and have fun and totally. um you know that is important to them at that time it really is it's it's funny for us to sit back and listen you know? yeah absolutely yeah we we laugh but it, it's really cute um well having daughters and especially teenage girls you know i feel like our culture is so focused on, you know, body image and that women need to look a certain way. And 
I, you know, want to ask, like, how has your health journey and all that you're learning about health and not just pounds on a scale and things like that, how has that, you know, impacted your daughters and what kind of conversations do you have with them um, about that or are they asking questions about that? Because that's, that is a, it's something that weighs on me as I think about how I talk to myself, the way my daughter sees me look at myself in the mirror, things like that. I always want her to know her value and her beauty um, lies in who she is, like you mentioned earlier, in her creator. Um, but I also know that she will battle that just because of our society and our world. And so um, what does that look like for you and how, you know, how has this journey kind of really impacted that with your girls? Yeah, I think a long, like early on, I really, um, I don't know where it came from exactly, or if it was something I read or, um, or how I picked it up, but I knew I wasn't going to talk negatively about, it was just words were powerful to me. Yeah. And, um, I, I've had a lot of different situations where hurtful words have been said and different stuff. And I know how that can really, you know, affect somebody on my own personal end, you know, and, um, and I, you know, I'm human too. I, I'm sure there, there's times I've said things that weren't, you know, in alignment with the best thing and I've had to, you know, apologize. And I know how words can hurt us and make a difference. So I really was intentional about not speaking negatively about myself in front of them ever, like out loud at least. Um, you know, I, I tried to be very careful about not being too critical because um, we can always see the negative. We can see what isn't right or we think is wrong. And um, I do think it's made a difference, they, you know, in their self-esteem and how they talk because they don't, you know, they don't mention a lot, but we all deal with it, I think, inside no matter what, like yeah. it's there. And so with that, you know, a lot of both my girls are healthy and, and well in that way. Um, but our habits and like what we are choosing to do, I know unless they create and deal with emotions, you know, there's a lot of other things that can happen because we can, you know, we have different seasons of life we're going to go through. And so, um, you know, I'm trying to help them understand like, you know, what food is the purpose of that is, you yeah. know, that, you know, certain habits you have now, if you keep that up and you stay that way can affect you differently as you're getting older and totally, and really trying to be the example, you know, and not always perfect, but, you know, helping them realize that's not what it's about. It's not about, you know, um, toting a line, so to speak, but it's about, you know, creating the health you want for yourself with the choices you're making. And so self-talk and how you talk to yourself out loud um, even if you're feeling certain ways and you're having an emotional day, I would say do your best to, to write it down in a journal, you know, talk to a friend about it, but around your kids, they pick up all that negativity, they pick it up. Mm -hmm. So um, that, that makes a big difference, I think, in how they see things too. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I know that's really good. It's, you know, it's funny. Um, Elizabeth's very aware of, you know, me being on my health journey and I've been pretty open about that, but you know, I'm, I have a goal to lose 120 pounds and I'm at 65 and so I'm a little over halfway to goal. And so obviously the things that I eat and what I'm doing is just different. And, you know, she already, even at seven years old is picking up on that, you know, mom is working on getting healthy so that she has more energy, you know, to play with us and things like that. And we never talk about mom losing weight or mom's on a diet or, you know, mom's wanting to get into a lower size jeans or whatever. She definitely has that verbiage already. Mommy's working on her health so that she can yeah, be I've a better that. mom. Yeah. Um, and so it's really, 
go ahead. I was going to say another thing I've, I've noticed too is your kids will accept you. They love you no matter what, no matter yep. where you're at. Know that like if you're in a tough spot, you're in a in a dark spot, or you're just in a, in a place you, you're not in a good place in your health that you really want to be, your kids love you. Like if anything, we're so down on ourselves sometimes. Like yes. know that you are like irreplaceable in their life. Like you, yeah. you matter so, so much. Um, to them and I think that was part of what helped me get healthier in the physical side was because I knew I couldn't show up the same way that I can today now um that I at that time it was a struggle it's like I couldn't keep up on the bicycles or the walking and different stuff and it was a it was exhausting so knowing I knew how much they loved me and I wanted to be able to make more memories with them that were going to be more fun than where we were kind of at at that season yeah it definitely motivated me forward Yeah, that's so good. Just that reminder that, like, I think in a lot of ways, depending on how you grew up, it can be, you can have this thought process that you have to earn love or you have to earn worth or earn value. And our kids, and kids just show you so much and they teach you so much, but they really, to me, sort of have a reflection of Christ in them that they really do show unconditional love. They are just, you can have a rough morning or lose your temper or yell and your kids that night are the first thing to just wrap their arms around you and just be like, hi, mom. You know, they've already just forgotten about that whole morning when I may have been feeling guilty about it all day. Um, and so I try and rest in that a little bit because it's just a, it's just a real good reminder for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, well I, you know, really appreciate your time as we start to kind of wrap up and stuff. Um, what advice would you give someone right now who's just maybe in this season of COVID and maybe they're struggling with their health, maybe it's depression, maybe they're a single mom who is working the two and a half plus jobs trying to just figure everything out. Um, what would you say to her to just encourage her? Yeah, I would say, I guess, you know, um, sometimes I think we feel like the world is against us in many ways, but it's not. It really is not. And your life can change. It doesn't change always in one day from where you might be at. But if you're willing to, if you're willing to step out, sometimes it's tiptoeing. It's taking a little step in another direction um, and open up and and trust. Um, Things can change for sure. And, you know, it's, it's, I see you, you know, it's hard to be in those places that feel like you're just spinning your wheels, you're stuck, you're exhausted, you're just trying to, trying to get through this life and and stuff. But if you are open to changing, anything is possible. So don't give up. Um, don't give up. There's a lot of different times in my season, even on my a more successful side of season where you still struggle. Ugh, you just like some days you just think I just want to throw my hands up, you know. Yeah. But if you just keep show, get up each day, show up and keep pushing through those hard obstacles because they do come. They're always going to come. I've learned that there's no way around the obstacles in yeah. life. They just you'll get a flat tire. You know, the kids are sick or something happens at work or whatever. It's never going to be a smooth ride, but, you know, that's part of what makes it a journey and makes it life, and, and it can be fun if you look at it in the sense that um, you have purpose and, and start to create the future you want for yourself. Um, yeah. Only you can do that, really, um, but there's always people that want to help along the way. you got to always look for those helpers. They're there. Yeah. So, you know, that's what I would really say, and um, 
yeah, don't give up. Don't give up. Yeah, I love that. Well, thanks so much, Sarah, for just spending time today. I loved hearing your story. Um, I love all the work you're doing on your health and, and loved hearing just that story of overcoming and keeping going and just deciding to move forward um, to change your life. So thanks so much for spending some time with me today. Well, thanks. I enjoyed it. It's fun. Thanks as always for joining me for today's episode of the Memoirs from the Minivan podcast. I loved talking to Sarah and just hearing her story of overcoming and such great advice, um, you know, for single moms who are just in the middle of all of this. And um, so I hope you were encouraged today or tonight or this morning or whenever you get a precious 40 minutes or two different 20 minutes or whenever you can listen. Um, I know things are crazy. So I hope that you enjoyed this episode and found it encouraging. As always, um, if you found it encouraging, if you could share um, and just let other working moms know that we are out here to support them and love on them. And then also comment um, or kind of review the podcast that helps us um, be found better by other moms looking for encouragement. So hope you have a great rest of your day or evening. And as always, thanks for joining us for today's episode of the Memoirs from the Minivan podcast. Mm-hmm.